Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. Welcome to Three Hours with Carrie. It is another edition, yet another edition. Simon Clancy here, of course, with Chris Coulton, with Alfredo Artiaga. The dust has settled a little bit. We've had a bit of time to think and to ruminate over the Dolphins' convincing win against the New York Jets on Black Friday. Uh, things probably didn't quite go the way we might have hoped on Sunday with uh, the Ravens, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs all winning. Uh, but we still sit pretty, pretty top of the AFC East. The Bills lost, which is great. Uh, and we sit fourth seed. This show, as always, is brought to you by Price Picks. Use the promo code three, number three yards to get a hundred dollar match bonus on your one hundred dollar deposit. And of course, by our old friends at Manscaped, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code five RSN at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code five RSN. And if you do not know by now, the three of us run a Discord channel, which is called OnlyFins, where you can find the three of us pretty much all the time. Uh, there's an amazing community of people that you probably know from across different platforms, social media, Instagram, message boards, all of those sorts of things. There's a few other people. Carl uh, Krabs is in there. All sorts of people are in there uh, joining us all the time. We do live videos. We do watch-alongs. I mean, I say we. Alf does most of it. He's an absolute trojan with this sort of stuff. But as the season gets going on, we do free agent stuff, we'll be doing draft stuff, all sorts. So you can find us there. If you go to our pinned tweet at three yards per carry, you will find all the details and you can join for less than a price of a cappuccino at Starbucks. And I should know because I was in New York recently and God knows prices are expensive there. Gentlemen, 
Uh, we are what, four days removed, three days removed now from the Dolphins win. How did you um, how did you feel about it? How you've had the weekend to think about it? How did you feel the Dolphins played overall? Well, it was like a it was like a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, I began a little bit annoyed uh, due to the turnovers, then amused by Javon Holland's hell Mary, and then uh, very very happy with that third quarter where they gain outgained the Jets one hundred and eighty nine to three. I think when you outgain somebody 189 yards to three is probably a good thing. Um, I was very, very happy with the performance. And of course, it came at a cost. And that's what I'm not happy about. And that's that they actually lost one of their better players in Jalen Phillips. But it was uh, it was essentially a roller coaster throughout. But very happy in the end with how they dispatched the New York Jets. Chris, bittersweet, really, isn't it? With the injury to Jalen Phillips, mm-hmm. I suppose you probably would... We probably all refer to as maybe a top five, top six player on this team and only getting better, only ascending has just become so much more important, not just in terms of his ability to rush the passer, but just as an all-round, as a run defender, as an edge setter, as a guy who will chase, chase, chase consistently either down the field to the boundary. And that's a huge blow for a team with Super Bowl aspirations, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge one. I mean, so I was having a lot of fun with the game, even, you know... there were some minor annoyances. I think we all were kind of annoyed by the way um, the the first half ended until uh, until the real way that the first half ended uh, with the Javon Holland return. But, um, you know, I was generally having a good time with that game until all of a sudden we aren't having a good time anymore, you know, and that's that's really what that's really the tragedy of this game is uh, is Jalen Phillips lost for the year. I mean, you could see it on that replay. You could see the you know his uh his calf muscle just snapped back like a rubber band you knew that it was an achilles tear um it was uh it, it was bad uh and you know all the best to him and hopefully uh hopefully he stays engaged and he stays in high spirits i think that's the biggest the biggest challenge is going to be with him is staying in high spirits because i, I think i forget if it was him or whether his uh his best you know best buddy uh bradley chubb mentioned it before but he you know he was injured earlier in the year and he doesn't do so well like you know mentally when he's away from the team and he's not playing um he it really takes a toll on him uh and i you know i go back to his college career his college career was uh was was littered with some injuries with uh particular some concussions there was a point at which he retired in college um and so I think that, you know, keeping him engaged is going to be a big deal for the Dolphins uh, during his rehab, keeping him super focused on the future and how bright that future could be. And uh, I go back to Cameron Wake, who was one of the best players that, you know, I've seen the Dolphins field in the last 20 years. Um, and he, he, also, he also had an injury like that. He also tore his Achilles. Um, and he did. You know, he did come back, uh, to my recollection, he came back uh, the next year like it was not, you know, not really a big deal. And um, and I think that that's, uh, you know, kind of instructive. Uh, I think he played maybe I want to say he played maybe three more seasons after that um, with the Dolphins. I, I forget. Um, but, yeah, so uh, so hopefully he comes back and will or comes back uh, strong. 
It was interesting to hear Mike McDaniel talk about Aaron Rodgers reaching out to Jalen Phillips and other players. You saw on when Jalen posted on his Instagram uh, about how he was going to attack the recovery and that he was very disappointed that you know players from all around the league were giving him encouragement and stuff and kind of proves the you know, goes to the point of the person that he is. You saw a lot of the Miami beat writers talking about you know not just disappointed for the for the player but disappointed for the person, one of the top kind of guys to talk to and to to be around. I think. Alf, where do we stand in terms of Miami putting a claim for Derek Barnett, who was released by the Eagles, but he ended up going to the Houston Texans? Where do we stand in terms of possible replacements? Because I would suspect that Miami would probably look to bring a veteran guy in, whether that might be a Melvin Ingram, obviously more snaps for Emmanuel Ogba, more snaps for Andrew Van Ginkle, potentially more snaps for Cam Good. How do you see it playing out in terms of that ability to continue to rush the pass? Because what was what was really significant and what has been significant over the last few weeks is Miami's now ability to get home with four. Uh, and when you have the the coverage ability that is so obvious on the back end with Howard, with Kohu and with, with Ramsey just locking everybody down, to be able to get home with four just makes life so much more difficult for offences. What, what do you think might happen? What sort of moves do you think the Dolphins might make? Well, in the short term, they, they seem to have this covered. Not that the, you can replace somebody like Jalen Phillips because he is one of those special players, but you could reasonably uh, replicate what he does in the aggregate. And you can do that by increased snaps for AVG, which means that the interior linebacking duties are a thing of a past for uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. So he should be on the edge for pretty much the rest of the season. And you have a very, very expensive, your most I would say your third. I'm checking the list. Yes, he is the third highest paid player on the defense. Emmanuel Ogba, uh, welcome back, buddy. Uh, you're going to be playing plenty now. So I like what they have as far as, you know, you're not going to replace him, but as far as trying to replicate as much as you can from what uh, Jalen Phillips would give you. I still maintain that, you know, just to be safe, because I understand that they like uh, Cameron Good. You know, I don't mind making another run at somebody on a practice squad, maybe Melvin Ingram with the Ravens or JPP with the Saints. Could you use an extra 10 snaps to keep guys relatively fresh? Sure, why not? Especially against some of these teams that you have coming up here. So I would like to see them dig into the waiver wire a little bit. Uh, They did with Derek Barnett. They put in a claim, but they were beat to it by another playoff team, another playoff contender in, in the in the Texans, but as far as replacing, you don't replace them, but replicating, I think you can with what you have on the roster already. And yeah, it's, it's Emmanuel Ogba's time. Uh, you got paid enough. Now it's time to put up a, a performance that's, you know, that's worthy of the, that contract that they entrusted you with. Yeah. And times remind people as well that Emmanuel Ogba is not a bad player. He's a, He's actually a good player. He's a very good player. He's not Jalen Phillips, but he has the ability to get to the quarterback. He has the ability to play run in terms of being able to set the edge. And what he does really well is get his hands up into passing lanes and knock balls down. I think not last season, but the season before where he got his big contract. I think he had, I think he led the NFL and batted passes. So he does mm-hmm. certainly bring something to the to, to the table. In terms my of concern, the... my concern with him though is uh is the is actually run stopping. Um because He's he's not taken to the outside linebacker role well in Vic Fangio's defense. That's he one of the reasons he was getting he was getting zero snaps almost. Well, not zero, but it was very close to that. And if you think about Andrew Van Ginkle um, doing uh, you know shouldering a big load in the pass in the pass rush department, 
in place of Jalen Phillips, as he did when Phillips was hurt the first time, right? Um, you know, he Van Ginkle was on fire from a pass rush standpoint uh, during during that time. But notice what the defense did since Jalen Phillips got back. Since Jalen Phillips got back, we're able to continue to sit back in coverage and keep everything in front of us and keep things frustrating or frustrating for the uh, for the opposing quarterback. And we didn't have to worry about uh, their opposing running back going off for 200 plus yards as they did in the Chargers game in the for in, in the first game of the season. And we were facing guys like Josh Jacobs, and we allowed 36 yards rushing. We're facing the New York Jets with Brees Hall. We allowed 29 yards rushing. Um, you know that's that's actually the concern that I'm going to have with Jalen Phillips being out is now trying to replace with Andrew Van Ginkle, who's kind of light in the seat compared to a Jalen Phillips, uh, or, or replacing him with Emmanuel Ogba, who's been having trouble, particularly as a run stopper in this scheme as an outside linebacker. Do you really replace that run stopping ability, or have you just opened up a little bit of a weakness that we're going to have to cover for? Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All and I, I wonder whether or not Vic slightly manipulates how Ogba plays in terms of, you know, trying to find a happy marriage between what he does best and fitting the system. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the mm-hmm. the next few weeks. The bottom line, though, off the back of Black Friday, is that the Dolphins essentially have a two and a half game lead in the AFCs with six games remaining, and that that defeat in that outstanding late game. Um, if you didn't see it, it's well worth catching the highlights on 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 YouTube, the NFL's highlights between the, the Bills and the Eagles. Dolphins have six games left. The Bills have five. Miami's next three opponents are the Commanders, the Titans, and the Jets will preview the Commanders on Thursday's show. Hard Rock Stadium, boys, kind of appears more and more likely now to host a playoff game for the AFC East division champion, Miami Dolphins. In terms of how the both units played on on Sunday, it seemed as though, passing-wise, I, I thought Tua played fine, actually. The, the pick was extremely disappointing. It was just a bad, bad throw, the first pick. The second pick is kind of one of those that, you know, I, I, I don't have a worry. I have a concern, and we've talked about this on multiple occasions on this podcast this year, and uh, uh, for as well as he played. There is clearly a – there is clearly – has been a decision by Mike McDaniel, by Tua, by Frank Smith to make sure that he gets the ball out as quickly as possible to minimise the the possibility of him taking hits that might end his career. Um, and we know how kind of close that that came. Um, there does seem times where first, second, third read goes and that clock really, really ticks. I sense an element, not of panic necessarily, but just of like almost like shit, 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 shit. I've got to get the... Do you, know, do, you, do you see what I'm trying to say in terms of just mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily feel as comfortable as some of the other top line quarterbacks that he obviously kind of falls into that category and where that is, is up for debate, but who just seem a bit more comfortable maybe because they don't have that clock that's clearly been drilled into them because maybe they don't have the same injury potential or concerns or, or however you want to put it. Is that a fair assessment? Because it seemed a couple of times when, you know, first, second, third, re- and, and teams are obviously beginning to try and manipulate that and take that away. And we'll and we'll get into a little bit of that because actually those passes over the top are, are the great counters now to what the defences are trying to take away, which is, you know, flooding those areas, trying to trying to 
keep Miami away from the middle of the field, which is where they've been so, so great. And now we're being able to hit teams over the top as we did to Tyreek in the first quarter and, and Jalen in the third over Source Gardner. But do you think that's fair to, to say that Tua not panics, but just is more aware of the clock in his head than perhaps a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson or a whoever? Uh, he absolutely is aware uh, of that clock in, in his head. And um, I, w- I wasn't really that disappointed with the second interception. I thought it was just a really well-contested play by DJ Reed, a really good play by a good player. The first play was just, you know, you can't throw you can't throw late on a second or third read to the field side, especially on out to the flat. Uh, it's precisely what got Mike White intercepted uh, against uh, the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, I would prefer that he go back to school on some of that stuff because that's just that's stuff that that he would that would be a mistake that he would make as a rookie. That's not a mistake he would make as a fourth year player and MVP candidate. Uh, one thing I am concerned about, it's two for two, two weeks in a row. He tries to run over a safety. And in this one, he tried to run over Jordan Whitehead. And then after the game, mm-hmm. they asked him about it. And he said, well, you know, I got stuck in between. I said, you know, what? I'm going to run him over. And so he took a chunk out of my arm. Uh, you know, uh, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it away. Slide down. Not necessary. You want to run somebody over, do it in the Super Bowl. Okay. But. Regular season, uh, Black Friday game, week 16, week 17, week 18, the wild card round. No, don't do it. Uh, you want to do it? Run somebody over in the Super Bowl. Run over, I don't know, run over Zach Cunningham in the in the Super Bowl when we play the Eagles. But for now, please stop doing that. Not necessary. Not smart. Yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, actually. Because um, that was one of the things that stood out the most in the first half of the year was how differently he's playing in terms of uh, willingness to take contact, uh, not want, not trying to be a hero. Nick Saban's been, you know, you know, for better lack, for lack of a better word, bitching about this for um, when he was in Alabama for years, uh, is stop trying to be a hero. And, um, and that was one of the two of his biggest problems and it's led to a lot of injuries. Uh, and this year, the, it was just such a stark difference. And, and you wonder, wow, you know, players do not change their stripes that often uh, on the field. They don't just completely change their mentality, their style, the way they play. Um, but he was and it was it was pretty incredible, incredible. But then now we have two games in a row where one of those decisions has snuck back into it. And and so now you're wondering, OK, he was doing that the first half of the year. Uh, is he is is he getting a sense that these games are now more important? These moments are now more important. It's worth it. And, and then suddenly he's back to trying to be a hero because all of the work that they've done on jujitsu and um, you know whatever, just the changing of his mentality about willingness to take contact and stuff like that, all of that goes for naught if he just has one play. You know, he just week six, week sixteen, he's got that one play. He tries to be a hero and then bam, he's out and our, our season's over. So, um, so that's the, that's the, that's the, uh, real, I, I would be very concerned about that. Um, probably more so than, than either of those interceptions. As you said, the first interception was almost a carbon copy of the Mike White interception. And I thought it was interesting that, um, Mike McDaniel took, he took a hundred percent of the blame for the Mike White interception the first time around against the Carolina Panthers. 
saying it was just a terrible play call versus that defense. Um, and it was almost like a brain fart slip that he, that he had uh, calling it. Um, and I think that he had something like that again, although, you know, in this case, you have a franchise quarterback, a star like Tua Tungvaluwa. Uh, you should be able to navigate that. You know, that's, that's on him. That's on the quarterback. He should be able to, even if it's not quite the best play call. Second yeah, one, uh, though. Yeah, I hate, hate to interrupt you, but, yeah, it's a, a field side flat routes against cover six. You're asking for trouble. Don't yeah, call them. I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and that's in Mike. And Mike McDaniel did take credit, or I blame, I should say, again, saying you know that was not not the best of play calls. Um, and and he's right to do that, but uh, but don't let that confuse you from you know absolving two of any responsibility from there because that's just a that's just a dumb play on his part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a bad throw. It was it, not not well located, not well decided, nothing about it. So. Um, the second one, you know, I would say uh, is, you know, nine seconds left on the clock, third and one, uh, and you're facing either a 62-yard field goal if you try and kick it right now or or whatever, an absurdly long field goal, um, or, or we have to get the first down and get a chunk of yardage with no timeouts left and only nine seconds left on the clock. It's almost like a Hail Mary situation. Like either the ball is going to the sideline to get out of bounds, or you might as well knee on the knee on the ball and go into halftime, right? Yeah. Like so, you know that that I think, or I I think that that was that would that really figured into that that decision. Like no, it wasn't a good, well located pass, and normally under normal circumstances it would be a bad decision, but in this case it was you know it was forced because it had to be forced. Um, but I do think Simon, otherwise you are correct. Uh, a lot of that timing stuff has been drilled into his head. That's the way the offense has been built now. Yeah. Yeah. In a minute, we'll get to the D we'll break and then we'll get to the defense, but just some other notable offensive things. I thought Connor Williams was outstanding, um, on, on Friday. I thought Liam Eikenberg had arguably his best game as a dolphin. Uh, I, I think the dolphins clearly are onto something with Kendall Lamb and with Carl Smith. They're very, very comfortable in terms of having them there. And McDaniel talked today about, you know, how much Terrell Arsenal would be pushing to play against Washington. So that that's good news, but I, I don't feel like they feel like they should have to, to do that unless he's a hundred percent because of the comfort level. And again, that, you know, maybe you're not going to want Kendall Lamb to, to be your left tackle in a seven step drop kind of classic five step drop, you know, non moving quarterback pocket that, that might not be his game, but certainly in terms of what we're asking him to do, um, you know, he, he's been really, really good. The running game, Jeff Wilson ran with some fury. Raheem obviously continued his great season. We didn't need to see, didn't need to push Devon Achan. Um, and we mentioned it in in Only Fins, but, you know, the sense I think we're all getting is that Miami would like to keep him healthy or make sure that he's healthy for the most important part of the season, which is that back end, those last three games, potentially pushing for a number one seed and then into the playoffs rather than having to get injured in a, not a meaningless game, but a, a game that potentially just carries a little less importance, Washington, Tennessee, the Jets, etc. But overall, offensively, certainly with the offensive line, you know, with Austin Jackson getting thrown out of the game for the punch, we were down to, you know, I was wondering who was going to, was Raekwon Davis or Christian Wilkins going to come in and have to play guard at some point? Or <laughs> it was quite an unusual situation. We are going to break. We will come back in a second and talk about the defense, including one of the craziest plays you'll ever likely to see in what is turning out to be a crazy 
Miami Dolphins season. This, as always, is three yards per carry. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to Three Yards Per Carry. Uh, in the break, Nostradamus Alf, who literally 10 minutes ago predicted that he would like to see Jason Pierre-Paul plucked. Don't try and say that after a few drinks. Jason Pierre-Paul plucked off the practice squad uh, and brought to the Dolphins. Ian Rappaport, during the break, has announced that the Miami Dolphins are indeed signing Jason Pierre-Paul. Chris talked about it on game day. Uh, we talked about it in Only Fins, and Alf talked about it just a second ago on the podcast. So there you go. The Miami Dolphins have a new player. Jason Pierre-Paul is coming to the Dolphins. Seems like a smart and savvy move um, to help take some snaps, uh, or, or at least try and cover some of the snaps lost 
by the unfortunate incident to Jay, uh, to Jalen Phillips. Overall, defensively, I mean, look, junior varsity offense in terms of not only the play calling, Tim Boyle. I was absolutely staggered that the Jets didn't come out with some sort of. I mean, I would have just given Brees Hall the ball like thirty-five times and just run it, run it, run it the whole time. Mixed in, you know, a couple of backups, some wildcat stuff. I mean, just go crazy with it. You know, ugh, it felt just so reductive having Boyle at quarterback. But the Dolphins did exactly what they they did. They got home. They pressured. I thought the linebackers were good. I thought Baker and Long played really well against Brees Hall, who's a really dangerous player. They covered. Uh, they covered Garrett Wilson really well. Um, and Kristen, the Chris, Holland. Kristen Wilkins just put a down payment on a bigger and house. Christian, absolutely. I mean, he's having the, the, a career year. And look, I don't blame Chris Greer for, for you know. Yeah, he, he tried to stare him down. He tried to face him down and he lost. And we said, look, we said in the pre we said in the preseason, we said when Christian was sitting out that, you know, he wasn't getting the sack done. They were the thing, that was the one thing that was missing from him going from the Kenny Clark level to the Quinn and Williams level in terms of financial. And he has now addressed that. And he is what was he, five and a half, six sacks this season now? Six and a half, I believe. Yeah, six and a half. He's pushing himself into that away from the Kenny Clark level of 75 million a year. Uh, 75 million total, sorry. And and into the Quinn and Williams, the, the 95 bracket. And you know. It will remain to be seen whether the Dolphins franchise him, whether they give him a deal. We shall see. But overall, defensively, I thought another really solid performance. And and it feels like the story of the first half of the season was the, Dol- was the Dolphins' offense. And the story of the second half is the, how this defense is just matriculating its way to the back end of the season and just shutting teams down. And, you know, hopefully if everybody stays healthy, by the time you hit those last three games and hit the playoffs, this team is really going to be singing, you know, because now they've clearly got Vic's scheme and his mindset completely in their bloodstream chris well he's uh i think he's away right now i think he's oh, he? he's picking up uh, jpp at the at the airport oh there you go Although he, he's yeah. back right here yeah i like, just had to i just had to go uh pick him up at the airport i got on the phone with him you know um he he has trouble texting because he only has three fingers oh, um but uh no, I think that this is with JPP first off uh, signing that that's that's a very strong move for Miami and probably my my most preferred. I think that I heard um, in the news that uh, a couple of weeks ago that he was hunting for a new team to be on their practice squad. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, you know, I've always been a, such a huge fan of his. Um but then when the Jalen Phillips injury happens, you know, that's a, well, I remember that my biggest concern is the run stopping and the wingspan that Jalen Phillips has, you know, the size, the um, just the frame that he has on the outside from an edge position. I think that Jason Pierre Paul uh, can really help us replace that uh, in a way that Derek Barnett probably even wouldn't have. Um, and so, you know, when I asked the question before, you know, if if you have AVG uh, filling in as a pass rush role, but not really too big of a run stop, you know, presence, giant presence, you know, out there, um, and you don't trust Emmanuel Ogba to do it uh, because he's he's not been taking to the system, then what's your what's your answer if none of those things are working against the run? How do you make sure that you keep this run defense going that we've established that's been so key? in the last couple of games. And I think Jason Pierre Paul does that. So, you know, the overall that the, the Christian Wilkins development, he's been, he's been immense. He's been huge. Uh, it's really just the, the ability of the defense to do it all, to stay back in coverage, still stop the run and still rush the passer with those front four. That's uh that's why they're so good. 
Yeah. Alf, before we get out of here, where would you rank Javon Holland's 99-yard interception return in terms of the greatest plays in Miami Dolphins history? Okay. Uh, and I was thinking about this because as soon as it happened, it reminded me of another great play and another great game, which I think is the best game played by a Miami Dolphins safety because of the stakes. Dolphins played the Bills. I'm I'm dying to say it was 1991, 1992. They played them in Buffalo for first place. They beat them 37 to 10. Okay. Uh, Keith Jackson made his debut that day. Lewis Oliver had three interceptions that day, including a 102-yard interception return for a touchdown on Jim Kelly. That still remains the best game played by a Miami Dolphins safety as far as best play. That one was just coming across the across the formation on a slant. He jumps it, and there's only, I guess, Thurman Thomas was the only guy he had to beat, and Lewis Oliver could run. This was on a Hail Mary, and it was on Black Friday, the first ever Black Friday game. So I'm going to go ahead and preserve Lewis Oliver's game as the best game played by a safety because it was three interceptions and one of them 102 yards for a touchdown. This was the best play. It's on a Hail Mary. He's yeah, weaving his way through, leaving behind the skilled players and just the blocking downfield. Christian Wilkins, uh, Pancakes, Brees Hall. Then he puts the move on Tim Boyle. It's just, you know. Jalen Phillips realized he was going to block in the back and so avoided it. But I uh, give <laughs> Garrett Wilson kudos as well because Wilson was next to Holland when he caught the ball at the goal line and he was the last man he beat. So that was some pretty serious hustle. I did think when he kind of crazy hit Tim Boyle I did think he was going to fall over but it was um that was an amazing play and Mike McDaniel kind of I, I think he just thought it was a walk-off game winner because he tried to run off to the locker room which I thought was pretty funny it's like the point <laughs> I, I, thought it was, happened, so. yeah, I, was, I thought it was funny when, when uh, uh Bevel Darrell Bevel uh, started telling him uh, we had to kick the extra point are you going to go for yeah. two here and he's like okay just yeah. kick the extra point It'll be interesting point. to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on on Hard Knocks tomorrow night in terms of how they play that out, guys. We have two minutes oh, left. God. Who would you be giving your uh, your game ball to for this week for the Dolphins' convincing vi- victory over the hapless and helpless New York Jets? Look, it's easy to give it to Raheem Mostert. He had the counting stats. He had the two touchdowns. How can you not give it to Javon Holland? I just said he made the best play by a safety in the history of the team. So, obviously, Javon Holland gets my game ball. Yeah. Chris? For me, I, I will give it to Raheem Mostert, and, but I want I, I would like to split it between Mostert and Wilson because they both had, if you really pay attention, or if you really look at it like closely on all 22 and, and, and everything, they had remarkable games, and I thought that they were the driving force that kept the game going. Um, and, you know, it really could have at some point started to get closer, but you know, I, I think they wouldn't let it. Yeah, I thought Jalen Waddle had his best game by a significant margin. Uh, I also feel like when we haven't got into it, we'll get into it on Thursday with the preview show, but it, it did does feel like in the lower red zone that the Dolphins just are crying out for a big tight end, aren't they? Um, but I would say that Javon Holland, hard not to give him that because that was, mm-hmm. you know, in an amazing season. Um, that's a pretty big highlight. Thank you for listening, as always. We have been Three Yards Per Carry, Simon, Chris, and Alf. You can join us on OnlyFans. You can find us on Twitter at Three Yards Per Carry. We will be back on Wednesday. Uh, uh, no, we won't. We'll be back on Thursday with our preview show ahead of the game against the Washington <laughs> Commanders. The two quarterbacks leading the yardage charts in the NFL to a Tungavala against Sam Howell. We will see you on Thursday. 
Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.